0: part 5 section 2 chapter 26 of short history of the christian church by john fletcher hurst this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 26 missions in no country has the growing missionary spirit been so strong as in the united states in proportion to its brief history and the absorbing demands of its own territory no land has achieved so much in foreign fields the home field has indeed taken up the energies of the churches to a degree unparalleled elsewhere yet this has stimulated to increased sacrifices for foreign missions when we consider the work achieved in these two departments it is impossible to charge the american church with indifference to the needs of the perishing reference has already been made to the work of elliot and other missionaries to the indians during this century the work has been carried forward with greater persistency. The Penobscot Indians of Maine have been under the charge of Catholic missionaries. Ravagna, who labored among them from 1800 to 1820, was one of the most devoted of the Catholic workers. In 1765 Samuel Kirkland opened up a Presbyterian mission among the Senecas in New York State. He then turned to the Oneidas, where he met with great success. The tribe was changed from savages to a sober, industrious, civilized Christian community. The Friends have also labored among the New York Indians during this century. The American Board of Commissioners for Foreign Missions, Congregational and Presbyterian from 1810 to 1870, Congregational since 1870, began their work in this field among the Cherokees of Georgia in 1815. One of their converts, a half-breed Cherokee, invented the Cherokee alphabet in 1825, and in three or four years half the nation could read. A remarkable fact in attestation of the good fruits of Indian missionary labor is that when in 1859 the Rev. H. H. Spaulding returned to the Nez Pierce. After an enforced exile of twelve years, he found that these Indians had retained their religious services, and that many of them still kept up morning and evening prayers. In 1883, the American Board transferred all its Indian missions to the American Missionary Association. The Presbyterian Church entered this field in 1833. It has accomplished much in educational work, the Protestant Episcopal Church has paid special attention to the Sioux. The Rev. S. D. Hinman translated the prayer book into the Dakota tongue, and this church has established several successful agencies among intractable tribes. The Baptists have made a noble record. They have 162 churches and 21 missionaries in Indian Territory john stewart was the pioneer methodist indian missionary his charge was the Wyandots of ohio he died in eighteen twenty three many methodist conferences have now their own missions among the indians in all parts of the land two facts make missionary labor among the indians particularly difficult their extreme conservatism and their natural suspicion and jealousy of the whites due to our century of dishonor. The Church of the United States has achieved great results in connection with missions in European and Asiatic Turkey. This has been especially an American field, and no part of the vast enterprise of modern missions has required greater wisdom and zeal. It was of the remarkable results of this mission that the Earl of Shaftesbury said, quote, I do not believe that in the whole history of missions, I do not believe that in the history of diplomacy or in the history of any negotiation carried on between man and man, we can find anything to equal the wisdom, the soundness, and the pure evangelical truth of the men who constitute the American mission. Quote. General Lew Wallace, who went to the East prejudiced against mission work in those countries, completely changed his views after a residence on the ground, and gave cheerful testimony to the fine work, both civilizing and religious, which the American missionaries are accomplishing. In 1863, Robert College was opened on the Bosphorus, and about the same time, the Syrian Protestant College at Beirut. These schools have been powerful factors in the uplifting of the country, and some of the missionaries, Drs. Hamlin, Long, Bliss, Washburn, Van Dyke, Post, and others, have blessed the whole world by their Oriental scholarship and sublime devotion to a great cause. Another triumph of the American missionary is the Sandwich Islands. In 1819, Bingham and Thurston arrived on the islands. In 1824, the principal chiefs agreed to recognize the Sabbath and adopt the ten commandments as the basis of government the country has been long since completely christianized and in eighteen fifty the native churches organized the hawaiian missionary society to carry the gospel to other islands to the american board belongs the honor of this marvelous history in eighteen sixty three a greater proportion of the population could read and write than in new england the results of this mission, however, have been severely endangered by the heavy ingress of foreign traders. This element has served as a most corrupting agency. Japan has also been a special field of American effort. The first to take advantage of the Treaty of 1858, in which certain ports were opened to trade and residence, July 4, 1859, was the Protestant Episcopal Church, which before the latter date had sent John Liggins and C. M. Williams, afterwards bishop, from China to Japan. The same year, the Presbyterians sent Dr. J. C. Hepburn, the famous Japanese lexicographer, and the Reformed Church, the Reverend Dr. S. R. Brown, and two others. This was the beginning of that mighty impulse which has carried Japan to the van of Oriental nations intolerance and the ideals of a christian civilization in eighteen sixty eight occurred the great revolution which overturned the old tycoon and brought in the reign of liberal ideas in the magnificent progress of christianity in japan the american churches have had a large share nearly all the denominations have representatives there the societies laboring under the Presbyterian polity united in 1877 with the native church of christ in japan the churches organized according to the congregational polity are independent native churches efforts at further union have been made but thus far unsuccessfully the chief difficulty is in the line of discipline and polity the japanese themselves are impatient at what seems to them the frivolous divisions of the church Quote, it is evident to all who are familiar with the history of the native intellect or with the workings of the japanese mind past or present that subtle doctrinal theories have no charm but are only a weariness to the flesh they refuse to believe that the hereditary quarrels of european christians need to be perpetuated in their country or that in view of the gospel's supreme good news and the necessities of their countrymen Either the denominational differences in doctrine or peculiarities of government are at all needful. In 1890, there were 18 Protestant churches operating in Japan, supporting 422 stations, 207 churches, and reporting 29,663 communicants. India is the virgin field of the American missionary movement in 1806 four students at williams college were accidentally driven together by a thunderstorm under the lee of a haystack they pledged themselves to carry the gospel to the heathen samuel j mills saying we can do it if we will two years later mills richards and gordon hall signed a pledge to missionary work Quote, in eighteen ten mills again leading with judson newell and not all students in andover theological seminary met a number of ministers at the parlor of professor stewart and in response to their appeal to be sent to foreign lands received the assurance go in the name of the lord and we will help the next day two of these ministers doctors spring and worcester on their way to the general association of massachusetts congregational at bradford formed the plan of the American Board of Commissioners for Foreign Missions, which three days later, June 29, 1810, was adopted by the Association. This is the oldest missionary society in the United States. On the 19th of February, 1812, Judson and Newell, with their wives, sailed from Salem, Massachusetts for Calcutta, and on the 22nd, Hall, rice and knot sailed from philadelphia for the same port this was the beginning at once of christian foreign missions and of the heroic labors of american missionaries in burma and india the conversion of judson to baptist views brought the baptists to india the presbyterians entered in eighteen thirty three the methodists in eighteen fifty six and now there are about fourteen american churches working in india it is impossible to name all the lands where the feet of the american missionary have trod the latest accession to africa is the brave william taylor a man of apostolic mould he has gone into the congo country and we trust will aid mightily towards founding a christian state the first methodist foreign missionary was melville b cox whose early death in liberia in eighteen thirty three left the memory of a beautiful and devoted life korea is one of the latest on the list of missions the reverend john ross of moncton china without leaving his own mission mastered the korean language translated the whole new testament into korean sent packages into the country and thus when protestant missionaries at a later time entered korea they found whole communities in the north professing protestant christianity studying the bible among themselves and only waiting for someone to come and teach them in eighteen eighty four the presbyterian and methodist episcopal boards almost simultaneously sent missionaries into the country alaska long shamefully neglected is now the center of a promising mission the rev dr sheldon jackson the apostle of alaska has placed the whole christian church under obligation to him for his labors in that new and needy field he is an honor to the presbyterian church no more important mission field demands the consecration of christian sympathy and energy than the united states immigration on a scale unknown in modern history has placed upon us problems which are the despair of our wisest men, Quote, wide open and unguarded stand our gates, and through them presses a wild motley throng, men from the Volga and the Tartar steppes, featureless figures of the Hoang ho, Malaysian, Scythian, Teuton, Celt, and Slav, flying the old world's poverty and scorn, these bringing with them unknown gods and rites those tiger passions here to stretch their claws in street and alley what strange tongues are these accents of menace alien to our air voices that once the tower of babel knew o liberty white goddess is it well to leave the gates unguarded on thy breast fold sorrow's children soothe the hurts of fate lift the downtrodden, but with hand of steel Stay those who to thy sacred portals Come to waste the gifts of freedom. Have a care, lest from thy brow The clustered stars be torn And trampled in the dust. For so of old the thronging goth And vandal trampled Rome, And where the temples of the Caesars stood, The lean wolf unmolested made her lair. End quote. Footnote. Thomas Bailey Aldrich, in the Atlantic Monthly, August 1892 and footnote The first home missionary society was organized by the congregationalists in Connecticut in 1774 the presbyterians of new york and new jersey followed in 1789 and 1796 and the congregationalists of massachusetts established the massachusetts home missionary society in 1799 the polity of the Methodist Episcopal Church, requiring an itinerant ministry, the labors of many of its preachers were purely missionary, without the name. The western field was one of great territory for home missionary work. The Methodist Episcopal Missionary Society was organized in 1819, but its labors for the first thirteen years were confined entirely to the home field all the churches exhibited a profound interest in missionary work. The Protestant Episcopal Church organized its board of missions for both foreign and home work in 1820. The Baptists established their home missionary society in 1832. Some of the churches have women's home missionary societies which supplement in a wise and successful way the regular work of the churches with which they are connected the field which these latter societies have chosen has been chiefly in the south on the frontier and especially in utah the american home missionary society was formed in eighteen twenty six it is mainly supported by the congregationalists as is also the american missionary association the work of these and other societies in our own land is one of the most promising and important which can engage the attention of our people. Our national history thus far has been more or less of an experiment. It is for the churches to say whether, in the very highest and largest sense, the Republic of the United States shall prove a success and its liberty shall continue to enlighten the world. End of chapter 26